Welcome to Talking Tactics, a podcast that gets you results. Each episode features a single tactic implemented with limited resources that moved the needle in enrollment in some way. I'm your host, Day Kibbilds, Strategy Director at Ology, a marketing and branding agency for education. Join me every other week for discussions with some of the most clever folks in admissions and enrollment marketing, doing the work day to day, just like you. Talking Tactics is a part of the Enrollify Network, a robust collection of podcasts designed to help higher education professionals like you grow. Explore our other shows at enrollify.org or check out some of my personal favorites linked in the show notes below. Enrollify is made possible by Element 451, the leading AI-powered, all-in-one student engagement platform, helping institutions create meaningful, personalized, and engaging interactions with students. Check them out at element451.com. Hello, everyone. Happy new episode day. Uh, I'm Day, your host, and with me today is Celine Coasters from the University of Antwerp. Celine is here to talk to us about how her university's podcast, called ProfCast, has brought them a ton of success. Each episode features one professor focusing on their research and on the person behind the research. Over the past four seasons, the series generated over 27,279 listens in 31 countries. But before we jump in to talk about that tactic, I want to tell you a little bit about Celine. She is currently the marketing and communication strategist at the University of Antwerp. She started her career in higher education in 2019 with master's degrees in both strategic communication and journalism. She's responsible for managing international recruitment strategy, digital campaigns, content creation, and social media, and she's committed to building the university's alumni community. Since 2022, she's a part of the EFMD, that's the European Foundation of Management Development Marcom Group, uh, in the Alumni and External Relations Steering Committee. And since 2023, she's also part of Case Europe's Newcomer Track, which we're big fans of. Her nickname at work is Celine Ternational, which I just love, by the way, uh, because she has traveled to 33 different countries and she speaks five and a half languages. Just incredible. Welcome to the show, Celine. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. Feels a bit meta, though, talking about a podcast in a podcast, but uh, super excited. It is meta. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we might be, uh, you know, breaking down the matrix right now. Exactly. So That's what we're aiming for. Um, Celine, I'm curious, what are these five and a half languages? Oh gosh, well, um, so basically my native language is, is Dutch or Flemish, as they say. Mm-hmm. And then in school, we also get French, German and English. I took up some Spanish and now the next on the list is Italian, but things get mixed up in my head. So I think I'll be stuck at five and a half probably. <laughs> <laughs> so is the, does the half change depending or is the half one of the languages? Well, yeah, I'll say Italian, but it does change depending yeah. on my mood a little bit, so... It does, right? Yeah. So I feel like, you know, between Spanish, French and Italian, if you like just really change your hand gestures and accent, you could probably swing it. Exactly. Exactly. Especially like yeah. after a bit of sangria or after limoncello, things get better. So <laughs> fluent. I'm so fluent. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I love that. All right. Well, uh, we're here to talk about ProfCast, though I would love to talk to you about your life. Um, maybe we can dedicate another episode to that one day. 
Take us back to the very beginning of this idea that you had. Why was this podcast created? What problem were you trying to solve? Well, it's I think it's a good question. I think it was during a time where a lot of people were trying to get creative, um, being COVID, of course, during the pandemic. Um, as probably for a lot of higher education marketeers, we were a bit stuck as in like, what do we do? Like our info days can't really happen anymore. Like our, our events fell through. Um, so it became quite obvious early on that we needed to get creative and, and, and do something um, a bit more outside of the box. And for us as well, for me, my colleague, who uh, I'll mention later, because he's actually the founder of the Profcast, I'm only um, building on his legacy a little bit. But yeah, so we, we've been in the job a few years now. We know the recruitment cycle. So we decided we wanted to do something new. And that's basically when, when the idea of, of Profcast was born, so to speak. Um, and the angle also sort of came um, out, out of the, the pandemic situation where we really wanted to target um, both our, our students, our current ones, but also prospective students, our alumni and, and our, our general community, our, our staff, and et cetera. That's basically how it started. And then we just worked on from there, really wanting to highlight our professors, their academic expertise, their research, mm-hmm. um, and try to link that as well to current events. So as you can imagine, the first few episodes were pretty much all about COVID. Uh, we talked about the transportation mm-hmm. of the vaccines, et cetera. Um, but we also went a bit further than that, talking about sustainability, inflation, and so on. Um, and we found that this specifically worked quite well within the research community, because the professors themselves, they tended to really share their episodes via their social media, et cetera. So their academic network was also exposed. So I think I think that was maybe the first sort of problem we wanted to solve is like, how do we continue to spread our academic research and expertise? And then secondly, of course, what we also wanted to do was show the, the person behind the professor. Because I remember like I, I studied at the University of Antwerp as well myself. And um, my first class was statistics. I failed miserably. Oh. <laughs> Six out of twenty. <laughs> Not a good experience. Um, but I just remember walking in this auditorium and sitting there with 400 other people. And I had no idea who my professor was. Honestly, also not what he was talking about, but that was probably <laughs> my fault more than the professor's. <laughs> so I think that's also something that we wanted to do because we couldn't really have prospective students come to the campus anymore. We wanted to introduce them to their professors and, and sort of uh, show the person behind the professor. So, and I think that actually worked quite well because I think people often they don't just go to a podcast for learning purposes. They also want to have a bit of a, a human, a human touch. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, I we had this episode, for instance, with one of the professors. He's uh, he mm-hmm. teaches change management, but he also has three young kids at, like at home. Mm-hmm. So he really focused the episode a bit around like how you are the change manager of your life with three young children and. Um, I think yeah. those things work really well and, and stick better than just the dry um, information. So uh, Yeah, just the informational ones. I can imagine this professor's episode if it happened during COVID with three young children. That That's an episode to listen. Exactly. Unfortunately, that one is in Dutch. We have a bit of a mixture between English and Dutch. But if yeah. it's up to learning Dutch, like highly recommend. <laughs> yeah, that can be our half language, everyone. Exactly. So... Um, what I find really interesting about this concept is there's a couple of things that are a little bit different about it. The fact that that it's really helping with academic reputation so that professors are being featured. 
but also this idea of making them human because we all knew we know i mean that's a really effective thing it's something that our prospective students and current students are craving like you're hitting so many goals with this single idea and also it's content that doesn't disappear right away right like this is content that lives on for a long time and that you can reuse snippets of and um that's just yeah it's it's exactly really out of the box yeah also checking money boxes very good (laughs) yeah no but exactly i think a lot of times like a lot of us working in higher education are, are involved in a different in, in different fields and creating content that is sort of that lasts is something that's very yes. valuable because often, especially if you look at TikTok, for instance, or Reels, like everything is so short lived. But uh-huh. a podcast is something that you can actually we have one of our professors who has it in our email signature. So and that has been the oh, case for three years now. So, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it works like it, it does have a longer lifespan, I would say, than than a lot of yeah. content. Yeah. So. Um, so how did you and, and your kind of co your partner in crime here, your co-founder of the, the podcast, how did you decide a podcast was the way? So so to be honest, I wasn't really involved in the start of the, the yeah. podcast. So it was basically my former colleague Lothar. Um, so all credits to him for the idea. I actually asked him before this episode, like, how did you create like why the, yeah. the podcast? And he said, well, I don't really remember. I only remember being on a train. And just sort of drawing on my phone, like in a paint app, and he drew the logo of Profcast. And then so it kind of originated. It just happened. <laughs> it just kind of happened. Um, no, but I think that's also something if I talk about the, the Profcast, um, what I would recommend for us, it was something that because we already spent a few recruitment cycles really optimizing our marketing strategy in, in recruiting students, we had a bit of room, like, you know, because because the, the priorities were all set, like the the, the, the need to haves were there. And then now we just had some extra space to have some nice to haves. And and of course, podcasts being such a popular medium, I, I looked it up prior as well. There's five million podcasts out there. Like it's such a big booming business and it keeps growing every year. So um, definitely as well in higher education in, in, in our country, for instance, we couldn't really find that many examples of, of uh, podcast series. So we also kind of saw... An opportunity to do something that maybe other people weren't already doing as much. Um, I think that's that's basically like I wish I could give like a pinpoint as to when it like really originated, yeah. but yeah, let's just say on the train. <laughs> on the train, somebody yeah. yeah, go on transit, take a trip, and you'll get this magical idea. <laughs> so what I I mean I I like the idea of, of podcasts um, and and audio in general because I know my. 15-year-old nephew spent a year with us here um, at my home in Canada. And the entire day, 24 hours, maybe even while he was sleeping, he always had one AirPod in his ear, one, just one headphone or earphone. And there was always something playing in there, always. He was living life. He was with us. He was eating. He was cooking. He was doing the dishes, like watching uh, TV with us. There was this other audio stream always happening. And Hey, why not get to know your professors for the school that you're interested in? Exactly, exactly. And and like you said, because your five to your your fifteen year old nephew, like they, it's it's the target group. It's the demographics. Like, yeah, it's the group that 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 really listens to these these men yeah. and they can can absorb multiple means of communication at one time. So it is it's definitely something that I think it's 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 not just about TikTok these days. Like these kids, they actually also listen to to podcasts, long form content. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, I do have to say, like, uh-huh. when it comes to the actual recruitment part of it, because I think that's also a very important or a question I get often, like, what is, do you actually see people converting mm-hmm. because of this podcast? And 
it's a little bit more tricky to actually pinpoint it as it is in general than higher education marketing because you have so many touch points during a student journey. But I had individual cases of, of students coming up to me saying, well, prior to coming here, I was listening to the profcast and I'm super happy because I might know my professor a little bit. And even if it's just these individual cases, like it's it, it can be super valuable. So, so all right, for, for our listeners who are now convinced they're booking their train tickets so they can draw the logo, um, how did you make it happen? Or how did you take it on? What was the procedure to get an episode recorded, produced, and out into the world? Yeah, yeah. And and actually, that's that's a, one thing I love about this podcast as well, is that it's the focusing on, on the doing it yourself, because I think that was a bit of our strategy throughout the entire project. Like, we wanted to do as much as we could in-house, um, because we did not have big budgets. Like it was not something that we created the idea on the train and then we would spend thousands of uh, dollars or euros to, to an external agency to create this. So um, basically what we did is is just research. We just Google and we, we went out to search equipment, like the technology, and we ended up spending around a thousand euros on microphones, on a mixing panel, um, on the licenses you need, the subscriptions to the platforms. And from there, and we just watched hours of YouTube and just really learning. Yeah, just, just yeah. experimenting. And yeah, probably as you know as well, like it isn't rocket science. Like you make mistakes. I, I plugged in wrong microphones. My sound wasn't connected. Like we we made the mistakes. But um, in the end, like people forgive if the content is, is well enough. From there on, we just really started experimenting, started trying. We, we made an episode about me turning 30 and how I felt about it. That was, that was our, our test episode. We deleted that recording, by the way. It is nowhere to be found online. Um, <laughs> like, we're looking that one up. I mean, 30, 30 years old, 33 countries. I think, you know, it's it's doable. Great. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, so how do you recruit the professors and how do you prepare them for an episode? Yeah, well, in the beginning, it was tricky because it was a new format and, and, People were very skeptical. They were like, what's the profcast? And I don't want to be on there. And what's it going to be? And I'm being recorded. And what if I say something wrong? Um, in the beginning, people were very, very skeptical. And it took some convincing. But then the funny thing is, like, when we entered our fourth, our fourth season, there were actually people coming up to us saying, well, I haven't had my episode yet. So when am I going to be on the profcast? So the, <laughs> there was really this kind of like, well, it's my turn now. I need to have my episode. So yeah. Um, I think in that case, like in the beginning, it was it was tough convincing sometimes. But then I think what's also important is just making your guests feel comfortable, welcome, like you've done. And while we, we obviously sent them a few questions in advance and um, being professors, like they are used to speaking, they're used to talking about their expertise and their knowledge. I think it was often the questions about more their personal life their personal experience that they were sometimes a little bit anxious about but in general um well usually it went quite quite easy and especially because it's a medium where you can also well cut and paste a little bit so worse yeah. comes to worse like we did give them an opportunity to uh, correct errors if need be so in general it went quite, yeah. quite smoothly yeah hello listeners mallory will see here chief producer of the enrollify network and I want to take just a quick moment to tell you about another show on our podcast network designed specifically for all the education technology enthusiasts out there. The High Reg Geek podcast is a deep dive into the world of educational technology and its transformative impact on the student experience. 
geek out each week with host Dustin Ramsdell. His conversations are a mix of engaging storytelling, expert analysis, and a genuine passion for all things higher ed and tech. Whether you're an educator or an administrator or just someone passionate about the intersection of technology and education, this podcast promises to deliver content that's both enlightening and entertaining. You can subscribe to the show by visiting podcast.enrollify.org or by searching The Higher Ed Geek wherever you get your podcasts. Did you have a challenge at all with them maybe speaking too academically for the channel where, where you had to ask them, hey, actually, could you explain that to someone who doesn't know what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah, it's <laughs> honestly, it happened. Um and and especially because sometimes like you you go in this explanation and because it, it, it could be about really complicated matters and then uh-huh. and then it would be an answer to a question which could last like 15 minutes and you don't want to interrupt uh-huh. of course so that is something we did well struggle a little bit with um but at the same time we also didn't necessarily want to um restrain that because we also wanted it to appeal to an academic audience as well and to really highlight their expertise so I think it it was more of an issue of um, us having to really prepare quite well in advance, like what we wanted to know out of the out of the professors, like what information we wanted to highlight, and um, that's also why in advance it took quite some some time to prepare those questions. Mm-hmm. But then, once the actual episode aired, like usually it all worked out. Um, Great. Okay. Yeah. Talk to me about any challenges that you and your team faced? Um, were there any hurdles? Were there any approvals? Uh, roadblocks? Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I think actually when it comes to approvals, I, I we're in, in, in quite a good position as we do have a lot of trust from management. So there was never really this mistrust towards us doing the, the podcast series, especially because it was quite low investment. Like if you look at it, we did invest around 16 hours work per episode, which is quite a lot, but we did everything ourselves, like from uh, the preparation to the actual editing, so it does take some time. But besides that, it didn't really, um, we didn't really need a lot of budget. So from management, we really got a go quite early on, and they really see the value and want us to explore other options as well beyond the, the profcast. So that that actually went quite well. Other challenges, like I like as I mentioned, I think some of the professors did require some work before they wanted to to come up and talk to us. But besides that, to be honest, it all went quite quite smoothly um the only thing for, for for me personally so when i took over on the fourth season um and i misplaced my microphone so that my sound wasn't oh, recorded yeah i had to re-record all of my questions and um that took some voice acting <laughs> which i'm not very good at <laughs> so i was really at home with my microphone being like that's so interesting oh wow <laughs> and you're just laughing to yourself which was kind of strange um yeah but, but yeah I hope people didn't notice. Like no one came up to me yet and said, "Well, that sounded a little bit off." But uh, no, so I think <laughs> I think that worked out quite well. That's less problem solving for you. Even voice acting—that's what we have to do nowadays. I know we're, we're marketing. Um, we have to do a little bit of everything. So yeah, we do. Uh, all right. So talk to us about results. I know you mentioned <laughs> um, a couple of things already that that some students have mentioned it to you. Uh, professors are putting it in their email signature, which I love. What are what are some of the results that you're super proud of? Mm-hmm. Well, 
I think for, for us, one that you mentioned in the beginning as well, like we, we did the analysis recently and we found out that we had lessons from over 31 different countries, which for us was amazing because most of the episodes are, are in Dutch. We wanted to give our professors the opportunity to speak in the, in the language that they were comfortable in. But then the minority of, of the episodes that were in English really did have a reach that was beyond Belgium. So we really, really liked that. And if you look at the number of listens, like we, we know we are quite niche. So we really appeal to, to an audience that is quite narrow. We appeal to our, mm-hmm. our students that are already interested in us, the current students, the staff, the alumni, um, but still managing to sort of gather those 27,000 uh, listens. Yeah, that was was yeah. We were we were super happy about that. Um, but of course, like coming back to the beginning, it it is a little bit tricky to really pinpoint. Like, was it worth it for me? I love the experience. You also get to know your professors a lot better. Um, it's such a fun medium, and it is very timeless, as you mentioned. Um, so it is definitely something that I would I would do again. But it is quite. It's not like you're doing a digital campaign and you have these very tangible results on on right like the, the ROI is very very difficult to determine but yeah I would I would still definitely do it again uh and yeah I think from our part we're still quite happy with with the results that we generated so yeah I mean there's definitely these kind of intangible reputation things right like mm-hmm. they're first of all I think I'm not quite sure what the stat is but I think most podcasts don't make it past like a thousand listens or something like that so that already alone for an academic Uh, podcast is very impressive and then you know 31 countries means a lot of schools are trying very hard to establish their reputation abroad to support their international recruitment um you know to get their faculty members known and noticed or support in that so all of these things are yes they're a little bit intangible but uh, they're in everybody's strategic plan right Mm -hmm. um so it's it's just a really interesting way to support that uh, yeah. from a marketing office, and not to mention that right, like that partnership with your central marketing office and and your communicators on campus, and the fact that a faculty member has this podcast on their email signature, that kind of vote of confidence and faith in the work that you do. I know that's also another really important yeah. thing universities want. So um, there's a lot of like really just great things happening as a result of Profcast. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's that's a very important topic that you touch as well. And it actually, it goes beyond just just us. Like we, we're inspiring students. We have students coming up to us, actually borrowing our material, doing their own uh, podcast series that are about the university or about talking to alumni. And it's super fun to see yeah. that something, something can trigger them to actually create content for us. And of course, we're, we're super yeah. stoked about that as well. And that's why I, I'm... I would honestly recommend every higher education institution to just sort of get started with it. Um, it's it's such a fun medium and you can get so creative with it. And once you have the flow a little bit, go, like it, it's not, it, again, it's not rocket science, but it, it can be a bit daunting if you don't know where you have to start or what you have to do. But um, yeah, it's, it's a hundred percent worth it, I would say. Well, Celine, it's not just you that are suddenly international. Your podcast is international too. <laughs> Sounds great, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think we should maybe change the name to like Pod Planet. <laughs> no, maybe for, for the next. Ask. Yeah, because we now that we yeah, I don't. Maybe we need a rebranding or. <laughs> 
I mean, and just to be clear, everyone, it wasn't just Celine playing the podcast on the 33 countries that she's visited. These are legitimate 31 countries. <laughs> Other people listening, right? Yes, 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ah, well, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and sharing this tactic with us. I think it's uh, it's just a really cool idea and, and great execution. Can folks find the podcast anywhere you get your podcast? Like oh, Spotify, Apple? We've, yeah, right. we've pushed it to every platform available, every social media channel available. So uh, it shouldn't right. be that hard to find. <laughs> it shouldn't be hard. We'll link it in the show notes. And uh, if you want to try your Dutch, everyone, or find the English episode so you can kind of understand what we're talking about. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Thank you for being here. And to our listeners, thank you once again for listening to another episode of Talking Tactics. Uh, This one can really help you reach audiences wherever they are and really boost the reputation of your faculty. Uh, Until next time, keep walking the walk and talking the tactics. The Talking Tactics Podcast is part of the Enrollify Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, chances are you'll like other Enrollify shows too. Our podcast network is growing by the month, and we've got a plethora of marketing, enrollment, and higher ed technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks, all designed to empower you to be a better higher ed professional. Our shows help higher ed marketers and admissions pros find their next big idea and feature a selection of the industry's bests as your hosts, like Jamie Hunt, Allison Tercio, Jenny Lee Fowler, Jeremy Tears, and so many of your other favorite leaders in higher ed too. Enrollify is made possible by Element 451, the leading AI-powered, all-in-one student engagement platform, helping institutions create meaningful, personalized, and engaging interactions with students. Check them out at element451.com.